from the country that brought you Rami Malik and Hoda Kotbi. It's a conundrum. With Sam Taha. Kif, we have a conundrum. <sighs> Hello, and welcome to Sam Taha's Conundrum Podcast. I am the patient portion before the apostrophe that keeps reminding himself to take a deep breath before responding back to his mother. And I'm recording this on Tuesday as I have the house to myself for a brief minute while my parents are out defying the fact that they should be quarantining and running some errands. I took a chance to record today because the alternative was to go lock myself in the trunk of the car where I can record without interruption. But of course, as soon as I become intent on recording, there is a loud construction that is happening in the neighborhood and some idiot who's been honking his horn for the last hour. What are we, in Egypt? Like I'm having flashbacks of all the honks. Beep, 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 beep. I'm sure it's going to come again now. So after screaming in frustration for about five minutes, I decided to record. I, what else am I going to do? If this is the the first episode you listen to, let me first apologize that you accidentally but dialed your way to my podcast. And while I have you here, let me uh, get you up to speed on what's happening. My uh, Egyptian folks defied all lockdown, common sense, and the medical condition of my aging stepdad and came over to visit for a whole month. This is only the fourth day and... If this was an interrogation, I would have already divulged any information I have and confessed to all the crimes to make the torture stop. Every little belief I had to keep safe from COVID during this pandemic is being waterboarded right now. Imagine going from everything is wiped down, sanitized with alcohol, and now there is like sticky stains on the fridge door and pee stains on the floor. And my mom doesn't get it. She doesn't understand my germophobia And like she washes her hand metaphorically. She went to Costco yesterday and when she came back, she took off her mask and put it on the living room cabinet, which is already a capital offense in my head. Then she remembered that my stepdad has to take his meds. So she took a handful of pills and put it where? On the fucking mask. Of course, where else would it go? And that image was imprinted in my head for the whole day until she replaced that image with a more horrifying one when she was entertaining me with an anecdote of something that happened to her in Egypt. A couple of months ago, she went to the Egyptian DMV to get some paperwork done. So she gets there and parks her car far from the DMV office and walks about 15 minutes to get there. And as soon as she gets there, they refuse to let her in because she forgot her mask in the car. So what did she do? She looked around the floor found the discarded mask, and picked it up and put it on her face so she can go into the DMV of all places. What were the alternatives? Walk back 15 minutes? Are you crazy? If that was me and I forgot my mask and I was too lazy to walk back, I would have kept looking on the floor to find a knife just to slit my throat before putting someone else's mask on my face. And, and, and I thought that the, the image of the pills on the mask were a haunting image. Jesus, that was a couple of months ago, so she didn't get sick. But if you had any doubt that Jesus performs miracles, here is your proof. Jesus saves. That mentality is the same reason behind the current war between us 
which will go down in history as the sponge wars of 2020. My mom, who believes in evil spirits but not germs, has a belief that the, the kitchen sink is an immaculate place to leave food and wet bacteria-ridden sponges. The same sink that she puts out her cigarette in, by the way. So every time I want to wash my, my coffee cup in the morning, I have to fish the sponge from the sink's drain. So my solution was to just get a separate sponge. I Before they came, I, I stocked up on sponges because this has been something that's been I've been dealing with my entire life. So I would just go pick up a, fr- a fresh sponge and just use that. And then, like she's, um, we're, we're a short family. I'm not that tall. Like I'm only 5'7". So she's shorter than me with her short arms. So at the end of the sink, I know that she wouldn't be able to reach the sponge. So that I would put the sponge there out of her reach so that she doesn't use it. But like, for, I, I, like I still come back for some reason and still find that she managed to reach the sponge. And then I wake up the next day and find the germy corpse of my sponge laying in a pool of bacterial blood in the kitchen sink. So now I have to take the sponge with me to my room, I guess, and tuck it underneath my bed where it's safe from all this daily bacterial assault. And my room is not safe too. For some reason, she loves to come charge her electronics in my room. And my stepdad started to get a little of Parkinson's going as well to add to his nightmare, nightmarish health state that he's going through right now. So when he goes to pee, it just goes all over the floor. To the point that yesterday I went to, I went to the bathroom to pee and I was just like stepping over sticky stains of, of, of pee. And at the same time, the ants came to try to siphon whatever nutrition is in his pee. Fucking ants. I need that, That's what I needed right now too. Like more ant problems. Anyways. So the, 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 the floor of the bathroom is, is full of pee. And then she's walking around the house barefoot or like best case scenario wearing her socks to, so she can soak up all the bacteria and germs and, and pee from the floors and take it with her to sit on the couch and take it with her to go sleep on the bed and take it over to go into my room, which I can't like, it's not even safe. Like I, I don't know what to do with my room any, anymore. And my stepdad is not a very good hand washer either. Like, you know how they said you should sing happy birthday and wash your hands? Yeah. I listened to my stepdad wash his hands yesterday, and he barely got to the first you in the happy birthday song. Happy birthday to you. Done. That's it. I finished washing my hands. I didn't even hear soap or nothing. And it's hard to argue with them. Like, I I tried to tell her to wear the slippers that I got her and not to walk around in her socks, but that didn't go over very well. All the science and health stuff that I'm talking about is met with the same skepticism you would face once you tell someone about, like, if you, if you tell a grown adult about the tooth fairy. It's the same, it, it falls on the same, like, I can see it on my, on my mom's eyes, like, it doesn't register, like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Here's, like, here's an example of what I'm talking about. Uh, a couple of days ago, she decided to start cooking meat at 8.30 p.m., right before they went to bed. Why? I have no idea. We already had dinner, so I can't even explain why she's cooking that late. But it's not, it's not, it's not of my business. I shut up. So she asked me to, to like, wash, watch over the, uh, the, the meat and let it cook for another hour, and then she went to bed. So that means that the meat will be cooked by 9.30, and 
which means that the meat will stay in the pot for another 24 hours outside of the fridge until we can eat it, even though that defies all the FDA and common sense regulations. And if I say that's crazy, she will say, oh, it's, it's already too cold. It's, uh, we're living in a fridge, it's fine. And if I press her and say, like, that's not, like, no, the, the, everyone says the, the, the meat should stay outside of the fridge for only two hours, not 24 hours. If I press her on that, she will be like, okay, then don't eat it. And then she will eat it out of spite and be like, see, I ate it, I'm fine. It's the clash of two control freaks. I'm a, I'm a control freak and she's a control freak, so it's just frustration all around. And this is only day four. So imagine 20, 20 more something days of this. And I'm trying, I'm really trying hard to ignore the OCD and common sense monster in my head and relax my rules. But it's hard. It's hard when there's a stick of green onion on our living room table. Just like, oh, okay, I'm not going to eat this. Let me put it down here where I put all of the rest of my germ-infested masks and stuff that I don't wash. And my stepdad's condition is, is awful. It's so sad. So sad to see someone who, like when he was in a better mental state, he was such a strong and like extremely self-reliant person. Suddenly now he requires assistance to just get off from the couch to go to the bathroom. And she's helping him with a lot. Like she's she's also going through a lot of, of shit taking care of him. I, I, it shows. Like he, he needs help taking his meds and his inhalers and like even feeding him and going to the bathroom with him. It's hard. It's a full-time job. So when I come in and say wash your hands and don't touch the bag of chips without wiping it, I can see how it can easily get ignored, but I, yeah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and he has a blood clot in his leg, and it swells during the day, and he has lung issues, and I can hear his labored breathing in my sleep. That's what I, that's what I wake up to now. Like, I wake up to him coughing and, and screaming almost in pain, like moans of pain coming out of him. Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. He, he doesn't want to complain. And yesterday, his dementia hit hit hard. All of a sudden, we went and we went. To, we had we had we had lunch, and after lunch, he had some wine, and um, he just fell asleep. And I like took that chance, and suddenly, and, and like got up to go and do some stand up while I have some peace while they're both asleep. And dementia hit him so hard. He like in the middle of my in the middle of my set. He came over and, and started lurking in the background, which of course I couldn't focus and bombed horribly in stand-up, which is fine, like if that's the price I'm gonna pay. So I get up and go talk to him, and like he, he was hit hard by a wave of dementia that he lost all concept of time and space. It's, it's very similar if you're like on a, on a bad mushroom trip and you smoke weed, like that's what happened to me. I've, I I remember this where I just like, I I don't understand what are you talking about? What is this gravity thing that you're talking about? So he, he just became so confused. And he was like, what are we doing here? Where are we? And I was like, we're, we're home, we're in America. And he was like, what am I doing in America? And he started looking around the house to be like, oh, this, this is the bookcase from America. Oh, and this is the table from America, we're in America. What am I doing in America? He started asking me, like, what did we have for lunch? Uh, where is your mother? And he's, like, he's so full of pride 
that he doesn't wanna like he's I can see it on his eyes how it's very painful for him to be in this state of confusion and like I'm, I'm trying to sit next to him and yes and him and like just kind of step into his reality more than what my mom does all the time which is kind of like resist him and try to uh, wake him up like I'll tell you the truth yell it back at you so you can know that you're that you're delusional which of course doesn't help so of course in his in his state of, of confusion he turns to my mom who's also sleeping but like she's his anchor in a way like she's the only one that he can rely on so he wants to wake her up and I, I'm trying so hard like to, to gently push him away from waking her up because I know what's going to happen if he wakes her up. If he wakes her up, she's just going to get up and start yelling and start getting angry back at him. And as hard as I try to, to stop that from happening, he's still so confused, got up and went to her. Like, and he's, he, he, he wants to wake her up. And it's not like he's waking her up by like gently calling her name or like gently touching her hand. He went straight to her face with his hands on her face so she woke up and started screaming. Ah, why when you're sleeping, I don't wake you up. And dis disregarding any special treatment that he should have in his in his state. And I like I took him away and tried to like, let's go for a walk and we'll walk a little bit in the in the living room just to, to get away from her so that we don't wake her up either and add more anxiety to this confusing, confusing situation. Like I, we, we sat down on his, on his, on, on the desk, and I would put pistachios in front of him, and he would start peeling them, and then not eating them. Peel the pistachio, take out the shells, put them in the ashtray, and then pick up another one, and that does the same. It's so hard. It's dementia is so hard. I, I've heard of it and heard horror stories from other people and even her, but like I, I would have never imagined this. And I have a thing where I, I empathize very strongly when I see someone lose their head. Like I had a, a co-worker a couple of years ago who was bipolar and then she suddenly had a, an episode and went wandering off in the streets. And like that depressed me for a couple of weeks, just seeing that you can easily lose your head going from completely coherent and sane to just being completely out of it like this, it's so sad. Ah, this is such a sad episode, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, take your antidepressants for this one. In my former life, when, when things would get this hard, I would find a way to excuse myself to go into my room and have a swig of whiskey or vodka to help me deal with it until I get buzzed enough for it to be amusing. But now this sober life is making it hard. I can't even smoke weed to cope with what's happening. And I spend like all day when they're awake, any, any alone moment I get to myself, I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm in, in an anxious state knowing that at any second uh, I will hear my name being called across the room, uh, come help with this, be on alert. Even when he's sleeping, I'm like, I'm, he might wake up at any second and require assistance. And I'm like, he's not going to ask for it, so I have to go check. Like, I, I have a hard time going to the bathroom even. Like, even when I'm in the bathroom, I'm like, uh, I'm on alert. Like, get out. Something might happen. They might need me in anything. So I spend all of their waking hours trying to find just a little personal space 
or some peace until their jet lag kicks in and then they go to sleep. And then I spend that time being trying to be extra quiet so that I don't wake them up because I don't want to wake them up. I understand it's very hard. Like the jet lag is, 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 is hard on them. <sighs> All I wanted was an hour for myself to record this and fucking construction. It doesn't stop. I don't know if you can hear it, but it's driving me crazy. I don't know why Satan bothered with having hell full of fire. Just make hell full of this. This is this is better. This is better than fire. I don't know what else to talk about. I um, my therapist is taking the week off, so this is officially my digital screen pillow that I am just trying to put all of my emotions in before I go crazy. It helped. It helped. It really helped. Even if no one is listening. It helped. It helped just to get this off my chest. And that's it, really. I don't want to talk about anything else. I'm very glad that I... How many minutes was this? Okay, 17 minutes. That's not bad. I'm glad I got something out of the way. At least I can release a podcast tomorrow instead of, like, releasing nothing or just releasing uh, uh, 10 minutes of screaming into the internet. But thank you for listening, whoever you are. I appreciate this and uh, like and subscribe if you want to hear more depressing things. And happy fucking new year. I don't, uh, I'm not in the in the boat of like, oh yeah, 2020 was a bad year and then magically 2021 is going to be a good year. I'm not in that boat at all. So until these days are over, I hope you all stay sane and your brain doesn't betray you, which is the worst betrayal ever. Peace out. I have nothing else positive to say. Bye.